0: welcome to the coffee with casey podcast the podcast where we sit down with a cup of coffee talk about life motherhood and more so let's grab a cup of coffee pass off a little encouragement and figure out motherhood and life as we go along hi i'm casey welcome to the coffee with casey podcast i am so glad that you are here I am up early this morning drinking my coffee, and I just had breakfast. I lately have been making myself these eggs that... So what I do is I just put a little butter in the pan, and this step is important because I feel like it makes a difference in how they taste. And then I put salt, I crack the eggs, I put the salt, I put pepper whatever seasoning I want, maybe a little cheese. And then I just scramble them like really um, aggressively (laughs) and I make sure that they're really smooth and all of that. And then I just pour them in the pan. I kind of let it sit for a minute and then I don't like jab at the eggs. I just kind of push them gently around and then I, um, just carefully plate them and maybe like kind of fold them over a little bit on each other so it makes like a little almost like a little egg burrito or something and then I put cheddar cheese on top let it melt it's very simple but it's very good and I remember watching a guy on Instagram a few years ago make his eggs like that um I want to say it was Primal Kitchen is who I saw, um, make their eggs like that. But yeah, it was always Primal Gourmet. That's his name. Um, but he makes a lot of other things besides eggs, but (laughs) that's how he made his eggs. And I was like, I really want to try that. And I think it's actually like a technique that maybe is like a French technique or something. Um, I'm I'm not really sure 100% sure, but it is just like so good and I I love it. So um yeah, French scrambled eggs. Uh Well, they're simmered over low heat. Okay. The American scramble is cooked quickly over high heat and forms distinct curds. So, yeah. The French eggs, the French style of cooking eggs is more just like simmering them over a lower heat, a slower cook, and not like jabbing them (laughs) and like chopping them up. Um, And what's funny is I saw a TikTok creator also um, make eggs the same way recently. And I was like, hmm, and she's like a chef. So anyways... That's how I make my eggs in the morning. I really like them. It's very simple. It's very easy. It doesn't take very long to make. And I still feel like I'm getting like a good breakfast in. And then I'll do like strawberries on the side. And I'll do my oat milk creamer with my coffee. And it's not too sweet. It's actually not sweet at all, and but it's still creamy. And so I've been doing that. And it's pretty much half oat milk have coffee, but <laughs> it's very good. So that's what I enjoyed this morning before I hopped on the podcast, but I wanted to just, well, catch up a little bit, um, <laughs> but also just talk about a few things that I'm, um, as far as like parenting goes and that kind of thing, I wanted to talk about my favorite parenting resources. Um, so I'll hop into that, but yeah, this past week, I'm trying to think what all we did. It's finally February. If you're listening to this now, um, it's finally February. And I would like to say that I am so happy. It's finally February. I do not like January. It is too cold for me and it feels too long. Um, It feels like years have gone by since January 1. Um, (laughs) There's just been so much ice, so much cold, and we have not been able to be as active outside as we normally like to be, and that's okay. But um, the last couple of days, it's been warming up a little bit more here, and it's like, a fake spring that we're getting. I know in a couple weeks it'll probably be cold and it'll probably snow again. um, But I'm loving the fake spring for now. And yeah, getting out and running has been a little challenging too because it's been so cold. But I will say I have grown to really enjoy running in the cold. I know that probably sounds crazy, but I have ran in like 30 de- or like 25 degree weather this past month at last couple of months, really. And I actually think I prefer it over summer running. Um, I, I do wish that in, I do wish like a, in the afternoons I could have more time to run because sometimes if I don't get a run in, in the morning, then it's already too dark to run at night. Um cuz I don't like running when it's dark outside. <laughs> um but I just really um have learned to enjoy running in the cold because in the summer it's just so hot and um I've known this about myself, you know, just with fall weather. I love running in the fall, but I've never really been a runner in the winter until this year. And I have to say, I actually don't really mind it. And once I start going, like once I, um, I'm out there running, I get kind of toasty actually. So, um, but I'm still running in like a sweatshirt and sometimes a beanie. <laughs> so it just, it just depends on, on the day, but yeah, I'm I'm doing that. I'm trying to run as much as I can and stay moving as much as I can. Um, last week, I got a little sick, so that just kind of slowed things down for me um, in a lot of ways, but, um, but that's just how things go sometimes, and yeah, so this week, I'm feeling so much better, and I'm just... Um, spring is coming, February's here. I'm just kind of like, let's go. Uh, (laughs) So I'm just very excited that it's a new, a new year. And I think that when the sun came out, I was like, okay, I'm feeling more like myself. And this happens to me every year. Not surprised that's happening to me again this year. But I told my sister this past week, I said, I was like, you know, I've been in a better mood this week and I really think it's because of the sun and just it's warming up my, my cold winter heart. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's, what's been going on with us. Just trying to survive the winter months. Um, (laughs) but yeah, um, just excited for what spring is going to bring and all of the things. We have a lot more plans coming up. I feel like this past month we were just kind of laying low and staying home a lot more. Um, so I'm excited to get a little busier, maybe not too busy, but <laughs> just, you know, have a few things on the calendar, that kind of thing. Um, but one thing that I've been doing lately is, and this is what sparked this podcast idea, um or part of what sparked it i guess is i've been reading a book called hunt together parent now this book is um i wouldn't say that it is like going to be like my go-to reference for parenting um it's by Michaelene, um Dougcliffe and it is it, it's it's one of those books that I feel like it gives a lot of and I I'm still full disclaimer here I'm still not done with the book but I'm about halfway through. And so far I'm loving the concepts of the book. Like I'm loving um just some of the reminders to like include your child in everyday tasks like um Like with the cooking, with the cleaning, like that sort of thing, which is something that we are already trying to do with our daughter. Um, and I can tell when she's included in like doing the dishes or, um, cooking with us, uh, I, I personally think and see that she, um, feels a sense of accomplishment and also, Usually if she helps prepare the meal, she is more likely to eat more of it. <laughs> um, but, and and when I say she does the dishes, I'm not like having her unload them and load them herself, um, <laughs> but it's more of me like handing her dishes and it's the ones that she can put away. So like we have a drawer that is her like up to her level and she can put the the lid the plastic lids away in there and she knows where they go um and she knows where our cutting boards go and she knows where our forks and knives go and um what I usually do with the silverware is I I put away the very sharp knives like the chef knives and like all of that in our block and then um if it's like forks and spoons and butter knives and things like that, then I have her put that up in the silverware drawer, which she can barely reach. So it kind of does get a little messy. Um, She doesn't put them away neatly, but that's one of the points that this uh, lady makes in her book is that you need to let your child do things, even if it's not the correct way, even if it's messy. And I thought that was a really good reminder because a lot of times I'll like be like, okay, well, this is how like we do this or, you know, that kind of thing. And it was just a good reminder to like, just let them, let them put away the silverware. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, they just need to see that they're contributing and they need to learn how how to contribute to the family and that kind of thing. I do think some of her ideas are a little extreme, um, (laughs) but I think that part of the book I'm really loving, and I'm loving the idea of, like, you don't have to, um, you know, be your child's entertainment all the time either I like that idea some of that part of the book gets a little too extreme for me like she's like she personally doesn't go to like kids birthday parties or things like that if she doesn't want to go and I'm just kind of like well I think that's a little extreme because I think there's value for your child in in that sense um So I personally wouldn't choose to, to avoid doing child centered activities. Um, But I think just the idea of making sure that like you're doing things with your child that you um, like, like as simple as going to the grocery store together and things like that, not like avoiding having them going with you (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with like, needing time alone or anything like that I mean there's been plenty of times when I've been like I think I just need to go alone to the grocery store um but I think the idea is just making sure that they're involved in your life in your everyday life and teaching them how to act in those situations and teaching them um that it's that they are a vital part of your family and that their contribution matters Um, instead of kind of just shoving them away or being like, no, let me do this, you know, just letting them, letting them clean up their mess, letting them, you know, clean up their toys, like not doing things necessarily for them, but just showing them. And also another like part of the book is also, um, having a, um, that that the way your child learns the best is by modeling things for them. And I just had to remind myself of that over and over again because I think so many times we put so much pressure on ourselves as parents to just, like, teach our kids so much. And really the best teaching that they can do is observing how you live your life. Uh, no pressure there. Um, but just you know, observing how you do things. And, um, another thing, and I'll stop talking about this bug. Um, but another thing she, she suggested was that, um, when you're doing tasks together, um, a way ways to get them motivated. And I took, um, I took some notes and, um, she talked about like intrinsic, motivation and or intrinsic interest and it was like let toddlers help and show them how to do everyday tasks because that is how they learn even if they don't do it perfectly or create a mess um to create intrinsic interest so like to really get them wanting to help you with task is you create connectedness um so when you're cooking or whatever you're creating time and connection with you and your child and that is something that they want i think everybody wants and then a sense of autonomy so they can decide if they want to be a part of the task there's no pressure on them um to like be like you have to help me cook every night um <laughs> but it's just kind of like giving them hey like do you want to do you want to help me with this and then a sense of competency so like a sense that they they feel confident enough to do the task, not like if they're like doing the task quote unquote wrong. Not saying like, oh you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like just letting them you know do the task the way that they want to do it, and then eventually they will see how you're doing the task the correct way, and they'll learn the correct way. Anyway, she used an example of her daughter, um, and her were making kebabs, and her daughter the first time was using like all chicken. She was putting all the chicken on one kebab. And she was like, that's not the right way. Like we're going to run out of chicken. And her daughter lost interest. And the next time she asked her, um, if she wanted to help her with kebabs, her daughter was like, no, I don't want to. And she said, you can make them however you want to. You can be as creative as you want. And then her daughter was like, okay, I'll do it. And she made the kebabs the first kebab the wrong way and then um like quote unquote the wrong way and then she saw what her mother was doing and she made the kebab the correct way and she said they didn't run out of chicken and it was fine um and so I think like something like that is so small that you don't even really think about and anyways I just think it's very interesting so reading that book um, caused me to think about other parenting resources. I feel like that's like the first real parenting book that I've read. Um, and I did start reading like Bringing Up Baby a long time ago, but I never <laughs> finished it. Um, but I liked how this just is kind of a reminder of how um, the whole concept of the book is like taking what ancient cultures how they raise their children and like that's that's like she's taking concepts from from that and applying it to um to like today's parenting and that kind of thing um and to like the Western style of of parenting um but I will say it's not like I I do feel like some, some parts of the book are a little too extreme for me and I I won't be applying those things too, but I think overall it's a good book. Um, But I was just thinking about like, okay, what other parenting resources have I used in the past two and a half years? And I feel like I've talked about some of these on this podcast, but I thought it would be good to just put them all in one place. And so I'm just going to go over like three or four Like Instagram accounts I follow, just resources that I follow, podcasts I listen to, that kind of thing. Um, And so, and courses that I've taken. So, here I go. (laughs) This is is my list. Okay. The first one is for sleeping. So, um, this one is taking care of babies. I've talked about this a lot on this podcast, but it is a course to teach you basically how to give your child a sleep schedule. Um, a lot of people will say it's sleep training. And I think, you know, in a way it is, but it's also not, in my opinion, it's not like, and, and people, there are people that are totally against sleep training. And I think that there is a misconception with sleep training Um, and this, this course, basically for me, it taught me as a parent to have a schedule with my child, have a routine with my child. And that routine in turn helps with (laughs) the sleeping and all of that. Um, when she was a little bitty baby, we, I think it was when she was like three months old, we started doing the sleep training training because you I don't think it's recommended for for kids under like 2 months or something. Um and so um the first month or two we we just kind of uh, tried to keep her on the schedule as much as possible, but this kind of teaches you about like wake windows and that kind of thing too. Um I know for some people it's probably a little stressful just because it's like okay, like we've got to make sure that it feels like you're like we have to do this. We have to do that. Like we have to make sure that they have a nap and all this stuff. But for me, it it really gave us kind of a natural rhythm of like, okay, she's going to be asleep for an hour and then be awake for two hours or whatever, you know? And it's like, okay, it's normal when your kid is that small to sleep that much during the day and to, um, you know, have, have wake windows as well. Um, but yeah, I think it was just, and it also taught us how to look for like cues of like when they're sleepy. So like their eyebrows get a little red, they rub their eyes, they cry, you know, they get cranky and it was like, oh, okay, this is what she's doing at like five o'clock at night. You know, like that's why she's getting so cranky. (laughs) She needs to go to bed. Um, and so even as a toddler parent, like it, really has taught us like okay like she's rubbing her eyes she's getting she's getting hungry like it's time it's getting close to bedtime. Um and so we've kind of taken those skills and for us I know not everybody is the same but for us it allowed our child to sleep through the night and at a pretty early age (laughs) and so um we truly like are thankful that we took that course. Um and yeah it's for me it's all about just having a schedule and like a routine and if that works for your family the best which it works for us um then I would for sure suggest that and then another category is for eating okay so if you're a toddler mom you know like Eating is just, <laughs> it can be touch and go. Your child may be a really great eater one day and then the next, they just don't want to eat really anything and except for goldfish and applesauce. And you're like, how is my child surviving on just snacks um, <laughs> and so and milk? Um, and so I, I, it can be frustrating at times. Um, but one thing that has, or two things that have helped us. One is we, um, we are taking the feeding littles course currently. Um, we aren't done completely with it, but so far it's just kind of taught us at the very beginning. It's taught us, um, that establishing a routine with your child and like sitting down at a table together every night is very, that's very important for letting your kid, you know, Eat (laughs) and um, it's also good that you're all eating the same thing, and you it's great to offer them a meal and say, Okay, this is what we're having tonight, and not like, not going, Hey, what do you want? because then in their mind, they're like, I want yogurt, I want chicken, you know, just like you become like a short order cook for them. And that is one thing that they um, discourage against. And I will say this method has worked really well for us. Um, she tends to try more foods. Um, she has been a lot more lately. I feel like she's been a better eater than she has been in the past <laughs> Like a couple of months, I feel like she went through a phase where she was like, didn't really want to try new things. Um, and that's hard because you're like, I I want you to um, you know, you want your child to be um getting the nutrition that they need and all of that. And sometimes it feels like you're like, I know that they're eating like cheese and rice and you know all of that but it's like is that really enough to like sustain you and goldfish and all the other things that you're eating but you won't you know eat I don't know the vegetables on your plate um and I think that just being patient and and also knowing that like kids also know um when they are hungry and when they are not hungry and they um, know when to stop eating. They know um, when they want more. And also one of the things they suggested was like, say you have pasta one night and, and you serve pasta with vegetables, okay? And your child eats all the pasta and then they're like, I want more pasta. Um, but they haven't eaten the vegetables. Not saying, okay, you have to eat your vegetables first. Um, just going ahead and giving them a second helping of the pasta, because that might be what they, that might be what they need. They might need more carbs that night. They might need more energy that night and that kind of thing. And so just also giving yourself grace and being like, okay, it's okay that they didn't eat the vegetables tonight. Like they're eating, like they're getting more pasta. They're getting, you know, that kind of thing. That's, that's probably what they need tonight. Um, so that's kind of what we've learned at the very beginning. I'm sure there's a lot more to learn. Um, but I, I think that just having grace with yourself and knowing that like you're still feeding your child, like you're still giving them enough and they're still getting enough. Um, and eventually like, I, I feel like we, have lucked out a little bit because she is such a good eater. But there are times when she does go through that picky phase and she's like, I don't want this or I don't even want to try it. And you're like, uh, you know, like we'll give her a thing of, of food and she'll just kind of pick and, and eat little bits of it. And you're like, okay, like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so that can be tricky. And then um, another an Instagram that account that I follow is Real Little Meals. And it has a ton of recipes for like toddlers that are very easy to make and also are usually full of nutrition and um, vegetables and that kind of thing. One thing that I made from her page this past week was macaroni and cheese and it had cheddar cheese, it had pumpkin, and it was cooked in like... um, Like chicken broth, like bone broth. And so, um, that in itself has a ton of nutrition. So, cooking it in that and then adding the cheese and the, um, the pumpkin, like the pumpkin is obviously like a hidden, a hidden vegetable. And she loved it. So, and we had that as a side with one of our dinners and she ate. A ton of it so and it was like okay that's yes it's macaroni and cheese but it's got a little bit of pumpkin it was cooked in bone broth so there's some hidden nutrition in there <laughs> and it kind of just her account for me it helps me simplify meal prepping and also gives me a lot of ideas on how to prep your meals and um and the feeding littles as well they also um are different courses that I've followed they suggest like modifying your kid's plate for them so um so yes you're having the same thing actually I don't think the feeding littles suggest this but I've seen this out there is that like sometimes it is fun to cut your kid's sandwiches into shapes or whatever because they're more likely to eat it and because it's fun and um anyways I don't think it's absolutely necessary but it just gives you ideas on how to make it more like friendly for them to eat and for them to try and um Anyways, so I think just approaching it that way of, like, being flexible of saying, like, okay, she's having the same thing that we're eating, but I'm going to leave off this spicy whatever so that it's not too spicy for her <laughs> because the other night we had tacos and she loved them and then all of a sudden they were too spicy for her and I was like, okay, next time we're going to um, take that part off of her tacos and make it more toddler friendly like just chicken and cheese so she's still eating the same thing as us but it's not it's not getting in the way of like her um of her trying it you know um so and then so that's one thing that I love she also does like these really easy recipes for like lunch and things like that like she made um crescent roll pin rolls that had cheddar cheese and broccoli and those were a hit in our house um and then I'm trying to think what else we've done off of that page I've done a few things off that page and they every time like they are a hit for her (laughs) um okay and then the last thing is just discipline and general um how to interact with your child and that is the big little feelings um Instagram. I love their Instagram. I love their course. I listen to their podcast as well. Um, But they really make it simple, I feel like, and give you a whole new perspective on how to interact with your child. Um, I don't love the phrase um, gentle parenting. I think that a lot of times people on the outside think that the big little feelings is like gentle parenting, but I, the, the little bit that I know about gentle parenting, I, I feel like it's not, their approach is different to me than gentle parenting. Um, it's more about establishing boundaries with your child, um, and that sort of thing and being consistent, with the discipline and being consistent with your, with your boundaries and your expectations and communicating with your child, what your expectations are and communicating with them, like, okay, like we are doing this today. Like we're doing that today and we're not going to do this. I know you want to do this, but we're not doing that. And just, you know, communication, consistency, and also just establishing boundaries with your child and knowing that like they don't they don't run the show <laughs> like you are the parent and that kind of thing. And so I would say it's not the same as gentle parenting, um, although I'm not as familiar with those techniques. Um, but I love just their simple approach and their psychology-based approach as well. One of them is a former uh, child psychologist, and so they really bring like research-based um ideas and research-based um, concepts to their Instagram account. And they make it, I feel like, easy to um, to learn and easy to digest. And they also have a podcast that they um, will answer like questions and things like that. And I really love that. They also have a course called Winning the Toddler Stage, which we've taken that course. We're also about to take... The Potty training course. So, I will let you know how that goes, but um, I the courses are really n- not that expensive. All of these courses that we've taken have not been that pricey. Um, I want to say the the course for potty training is like $30. Um, I think the winning the taller stage might be a little more expensive, it might be like a hundred bucks. Um, but you have like a lifetime access to it, and also, um it's really good information. (laughs) Um, the feeding littles course, I want to say was like $70. That might be wrong, but, um, anyways, it's also a very good course and you have like unlimited access to it. Um, but just like all, of course, all of these things are not absolutely necessary in, um, being a parent, but, um, and I can tell you, I don't think that, you know, um, our parents were downloading um e-courses <laughs> trying to um you know figure out how to raise us but i um they probably were reading books though um but i just think things like this are so helpful especially when you are a first time parent and you have no idea what you're doing and you're like is this normal my child's only eating applesauce and goldfish like what do i do <laughs> or they're not wanting to sit down at the table or whatever. Um, I think that is like all of these courses, first of all, will remind you that everything that your toddler is doing is normal. Um, it's normal for them to throw tantrums. It's normal for them not to want to sit at the table for more than like 10 minutes. Um, and it's very just normal for them to be picky eaters. Um, and so, it's just what for one it gives you a sense of like okay, this is normal this is like it's okay that that this is happening right now um, because that's the stage of the development that they're in. but also it gives you the tools to teach your child how to be a human and how to be a person um, because they are also learning they're they're literally learning how to be a human and they're learning how to, um, navigate in the world and they don't have the tools to, um, to know what to do when they get upset or whatever, you know? And that's, that's all of these courses are basically, that's the overarching theme is that one, you've never been a parent, so you don't know, or maybe, maybe this is your second time around or third time around. And you are like, this child is so much different than my other kids. Like, whatever. I think, um, Regardless, it's teaching you how to be a parent and also teaching your child how to just be a human existing in the world. <laughs> and um, anyways, so I I really have enjoyed these resources. I would love to know what resources you have enjoyed um, and what you have loved in the past um, or currently. Whatever you enjoy, um, I want to know. So if you could email me at, at gmail.com, I would love to know. I'll also post like a little Q and A on my Instagram. Um, so if you want to answer that and interact there, that's great. You can always follow me at Coffee with Casey on Instagram or TikTok. I'm on both there as Coffee with Casey you could be so nice and like or subscribe to my podcast. That is so helpful. It helps the podcast get out there. Um, leave a review if you want. Um, thank you so much for listening every week. Um, it means so, so much and just sticking around after after almost two years. Isn't that crazy? Um, So I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Remember that you are the best parent for your child. Um, and even the, um, advice or unsolicited advice that I've given on this podcast, um, you and the courses that you take, you can always just do what's best for you and your family. And you don't have to do any of these things. (laughs) Um, and you can take what the experts say with a grain of salt too. Um, you don't have to, what works for your family may not work best for, um, for my family and vice versa. So, um, keep that in mind as well. I wanted to put that disclaimer out there, um, and give yourself grace as well. So I hope you have a great rest of your week and enjoyed listening to this podcast. I'll see you next week. Bye.